0: Welcome to the Drink Less, Live More podcast. If you are a woman that is wanting to evaluate your relationship with alcohol, you come to the right place. There are no hard and fast rules and you don't have to call yourself anything. You're just a woman that knows something isn't working for her and you are wanting to make an intentional change. I'm Rachel Pritz and I'll walk alongside you as you learn to drink less and live more. Let's go. Welcome back. It has been a few weeks since I have recorded a podcast, and I am excited to be back here with you all. If you do not follow me on social media or you're not subscribed to my weekly newsletter, I talked a little bit about this in both of those spaces. Um, but you know, you may um, also follow me or subscribe to that newsletter and maybe you just didn't read it because, you know, like your whole world, is not, uh, on the internet outside of, of, you know, your family structure and all the other things that you do that are, you know, live and in person. So I get it. If you miss that message, um, the month of May was super busy for me work-wise. And it's always really busy with, you know, the kids, for those of you that are parents, you know, school's ending and you're transitioning into camp, uh, camps and, you know, all the things and, And it just can be a little overwhelming, and I felt like I had to remove some things off of my plate. So anything that was not essential to my business or also to my personal life just kind of had to be put on hold for a little bit. So I heard Brene Brown's podcast, um, I don't know, it was probably a month or so ago where she announced that she was taking a month off, and I was like, hey, well, if Brene Brown can do it, then so can I. So she has millions of followers that listen to your podcast every day. So there's no reason why I can't take a little break if I feel like that is what is needed in this situation. Uh, to be honest, I think I let myself get too far gone before I decided to take a break. That's been something I have been you know, working through probably my entire life and recognizing when, you know, when I need a break or when I also need to get started again. So sort of that stop, start, uh, for those of you that know the Enneagram, I'm an Enneagram nine, and that can be challenging for us, the stopping and the starting. So that is still something I am working on. And it's also why I still have my own coach and I have a therapist <laughs> to help me work through some of those things. So I have been doing some just reflection around my business and the work that I've been doing and really measuring my energy. Um, for those of you that are uh, people in sort of the either personal professional development space or you just are interested in, you know, living your, your highest best life um, or sometimes just surviving, sometimes that's all we can do. Martha Beck is one of those people that can really um, change your life if you can adopt some of the things that she talks about. So she was the person that trained me as a coach. and so I went through her coach training program. Gosh, it was what five-ish years ago. is that right? Five years, six years ago. And you know, I really when I was when I was in it and I was learning all these tools and I use them with clients still to this day, it all just made sense to me. And when you read some of her work and you listen to some of her thinking, it is so opposite of the culture that we live in today. It can be hard to connect with it. And so, what I've realized is when I push back sort of against what Martha is saying, it is always my ego. It is always this culturized, socialized version of myself that's pushing back on what she's saying. Inside, my soul knows to its deepest core, what she is saying is absolutely right. And, you know, she just, uh, put out a new book. I don't know, maybe it was six months ago called the way of integrity. Her definition of integrity is really just being in alignment with yourself. And so many of us are not in alignment with ourselves. We're not doing the things that we really want to do. And, we are doing the things that our society or our culture uh, says we should do. And I'm saying this in quotes because we're doing things we should do and we are shooting all over ourselves. And that is why we are miserable. So, really, her sort of high level advice and guidance, which sounds so simple, but she just says follow the energy. If you have energy in a space, do more of that. If something really drains your energy, well, Do less of that. And obviously we know, you know, we have to do some things that might not always bring us just the the absolute most energy. All all I'm really asking is that people just make small little turns. She says one degree turns. I'm like quarter inch turns, whatever you want to call it. Uh, She used to use the term turtle step, you know, so just these small little turns that can really equate to huge, massive accomplishments when you look at it from start to finish. So... That connected with me, especially during the past month or so, with the topic of over-drinking. So, you guys have all heard I put in this pool. We've been having way more parties than we have had in, I don't know, probably a combined 10 years. So, you know, not huge parties. We'll have another family over to swim And oftentimes, you know, people bring drinks and they have their drinks and, you know, I have no problem with that. And there have been many times that I've also had drinks with them. And that has felt actually really good. Um, I wasn't escaping anything. I wasn't overdoing it. I was just having a drink or two and that was it. And it really felt great. And I found myself a couple of times feeling a little ashamed of that, of having those few drinks. And I had to really sit with that for a little bit. I worked with my um, coach on this too. I had to sit with the idea that, that, you know, if I'm not doing it perfectly, (laughs) because my perfectionism kicked in there, or, um, you know, I'm not in this all or nothing way of thinking, which I can get really stuck in that. I work with a lot of clients that also get stuck in all or nothing then I'm a failure in some way. And so I really had to, you know, evaluate what was it that I started out trying to do with this work. And when I first decided to take a break from alcohol, November 1st, 2020, I had no idea what I even wanted at the end of it. All I knew is that my relationship with alcohol was not what I wanted it to be. And I wanted to make a change. So I never set out with the goal of completely quitting drinking. So, and I think i had been pretty consistent or, you know, hopefully anyway, uh, through all of my messaging that that was never my end goal. So, you know, I had to really check in with myself and ask myself if I deserve to feel this guilt or sh- even shame, you know, around having a few drinks when it was completely, absolutely fine. I was having a lovely time with friends. We were socializing and it felt great. So... There was that part of it. And then the other part of it that I really noticed was this idea of fitting in. At this point, I don't struggle as much with the people-pleasing. You know, I have talked about that in the past. I think when you first decide to take a break from alcohol, if you are a people-pleaser, it is really hard to tell people no. Um, It's really hard to sit there and feel like, oh my gosh, they think that I think I'm better than they are because I'm not drinking. Or we'll start to get into the judgments they may have. Um, oh my gosh, they think I'm an alcoholic or they think I am have substance use disorder. They think I need to, you know, uh, go into an inpatient facility. You know, we, we can get down that rabbit hole, which really that's another thing I had to tackle was this whole idea that there would be anything wrong with that. You know, even if that was the case, why would that be this horrible, shameful secret that we would have to share with people that we need help. You know, I don't, you know, it's, it just, it all doesn't quite add up once again, sort of the message that we've gotten from our society. So, um, I've had to really tackle, you know, a couple of those things, but like I said, the fitting in was, was the biggest piece. Everybody else was having a little glass of champagne. Cause somebody brought a glass or a bottle of champagne over to celebrate something. Oh my gosh. Well, I kind of want to do that. I want to fit in. And there were times that it felt like I was doing it because I wanted to do it. And then there were times that it felt like I was doing it because I wanted to fit in. So that has been my my sort of current uh, track that I'm on is evaluating that and just kind of running that little experiment of when, um, when I do choose to drink, what is the actual reason why I'm drinking? And if it's not because I wholeheartedly really want to drink and I am in a great emotional space even a great physical space, then, you know, it's something that I should really consider, um, why I'm doing it. So, so the fitting in piece has been really huge for sure. Um, especially with, with having more and more people over, like I said, the people pleasing has sort of fallen off because people follow me on social media. So even when we invite, you know, newer friends over or friends that we, you know, I haven't, you know, openly talked to them about, you know, quitting drinking or taking a break from drinking, um, they kind of still know what I'm doing. So it's like like the people-pleasing thing, I'm like, everybody kind of knows what Rachel Pritz is up to, you know, so I don't really have to balance that. Um, I have had some people ask me if it's okay to bring alcohol in my house, which I find interesting because they must not be following the work I do. Um, but I appreciate the fact that they are willing to even consider that. You know, I think it's a considerate uh, thing to ask, but it is definitely not – a problem for me to have alcohol in my house. I have lots of alcohol in my house. Um, so anyway, it's just been an interesting, interesting little experiment. And like I tell clients all the time on this, this is just a one huge, massive experiment. Keep observing yourself. Um, you know, most of my clients still drink. I only have one client that completely quit drinking and she's like loving life and it's working for her and good for her. Uh, most of my clients still drink some, and so, you know, whatever whatever works for them. I, you know, I don't want them to feel like, oh, I'm a failure or I'm ashamed because I decided to take a 30 day break and now I'm back to having a few drinks on occasion. Um, you know, the goal is really your goal. So <laughs> the goal is whatever you set out to achieve. Um, I wanted more energy. I wanted to feel better. I wanted to not be escaping things, um, and really, I just wanted to be. And in general, healthier and less dependent on alcohol. So I just wanted a better relationship with it and to find new coping strategies as well. So, so, you know, those were sort of my end goals, but they may be different for you. So just consider what, what the goal is here. So if having a drink or two with a friend and it feels really good to you and it feels like connection and you're, you know, enjoying that and not escaping anything, well, good. Like that's fine. So so that has been sort of my summer journey so far. You know, we're in the end of at the end of June. Um, we leave for a family camp next week, which I'm so excited about. And I have been really considering what that will look like from an alcohol perspective. Because here's the interesting thing we go to this family camp every single year, but we have not gone for two straight years because of COVID. So actually. I'm so excited for this camp because this was sort of like the last straw for me with COVID um, in 2020. You know, all these things were getting canceled. I kind of knew this camp wasn't going to happen in 2020, but it was like when they sent the email and said it was canceled, I totally broke down, like just sobbing. I was so disappointed that we weren't going to have those memories that we've had for five plus years now. And we had to let that go. And I love, I I love this place. I mean, it just feels like it's a part of my soul at this point. And so I'm really looking forward to being back there. But the interesting thing that I was reflecting on is I was just sort of uh, thinking about previous years, even looking at other uh, old pictures. I've been showing my kids, you know, some pictures and my daughter was young enough to not remember a lot. So my son was like, oh yeah, I kind of remember that. Oh yeah, I remember that. And my daughter was like, I don't remember a lot of this. So It's going to feel kind of new-ish to her. I'm sure there will be some familiar things. But I was showing them pictures and I started thinking, oh my gosh, that was over two years ago. That was before the last time we were there, I was still drinking in my normal way of drinking, which was, you know, every single day. So um, I was never what I would call drunk there. But I would drink you know, during the day and in the evenings, and I remember waking up sometimes with just kind of a cloudy head, you know, how sometimes that can happen. And so I was just thinking about, gosh, I really want to make sure I'm considering the fact that when I get back into this space and it's like there's this sort of nostalgic feeling and we're seeing all these people we didn't see before, that I don't fall into bad habits of drinking every single day. Um, I will have drinks there. There's no doubt about it. So it's, um, you know, this family camp, you don't drive anywhere. You're kind of just there sitting on the water. Um, but it will not look like what it did two years ago. It's going to look drastically different. And so that's what I'm excited about actually is having that experience, um, at this camp, Camp Brocious for anyone, anyone that's listening. So if you ever want to look it up, you should go. It's a ton of fun. um, you know, it's just gonna look different and I'm excited for that. There's so many reasons why I love it. One of them being that it is comfortable and it feels like every single year, it's almost like my own personal retreat. Cause I go back and I reflect on where I was the year before and every single year I've seen a lot of growth in myself, you know, through, through the five plus years that we had gone there before COVID, I was in a huge transition. I was leaving my executive job role Um, I was getting trained as a coach before I was even doing that. Um, So I was being trained as a coach. I was being coached myself. I was really starting to feel like myself again and feeling alive, like feeling like I was following my own energy, not letting society's rules get in my way. And it was amazing, you know? And so I've had a lot of reflection there. And then I had a couple of years um, in between those that were just kind of a little, less energizing and less in that thriving space and you know all of that is okay i think that's to be expected with the human experience that we have these ebbs and flows and sometimes we're thriving sometimes we're just comfortable and we're kind of in status quo sometimes we're not okay and all of those things are okay so keeping that in mind and sometimes they can happen pretty simultaneously you know you can be thriving one day and and kind of be in the i'm not okay space uh, the next day so So I'm very excited about the camp. Um, I will record a podcast when I get back, just to let you all know kind of how that experience went and some of the tools that I was able to pull out and things I was able to use in order to not fall back into those old habits, because that's a real easy one. And especially when you're in the exact same place that you have previously um, exhibited those habits. So. So uh, uh to uh to be determined how all of it goes and how, you know, things um will look different this year, but I do know that they'll look different. Um, yeah, because I know that in my heart this is the right path for me. And so I'll do some front loading of work up front to get there and be able to be successful there. So just keep doing your thing. Keep experimenting, keep figuring out what works for you. I don't have all the answers for you specifically. I can only just hopefully point you in uh, the right direction or help you make some of those little tiny turns or turtle steps that will help you get more of the life that you want, not just with alcohol, but in general. So, have a great week. I will be back um, and publishing a podcast in a couple of weeks. I do plan to come back in August with the podcast full-time. As I was uh, mentioning earlier, I was measuring sort of where my energy is right now in the business, but then also in my personal life. And so a lot of my energy is going to kind of summer fun, not only for my kids, but for myself. And so a lot of energy has been going there. I'm still coaching all of my clients and taking on new clients. And so a lot of energy is being placed there, which I really enjoy that work. I'm also doing some team development type of work on the consulting side um, and love that as well. The other thing. So those two things are probably my top two things, one-on-one coaching team development that I love to do. And Enneagram is kind of all intertwined with that because I love it. So those are my things that bring me the most energy. And third on the list is hands down the podcast. I love recording this podcast. I always feel energized before and after I feel energized on publish day. I feel energized when I get feedback, even if it's not the best feedback, I'm like, cool. I can take that feedback and, and, um, you know, consider that. So, so yeah, I'm following the energy here. This is number three on the list. And so it's gotta be a part of what I do, but I will be back in August full time for sure. I don't really know what July is going to look like. I may record the podcast after we get back from camp and I might not do another one until kids are back in school. So we will just see, I am following my energy sort of day to day. I'm not setting any long-term goals of I'm going to do this. And then when I don't, oh my gosh, I will feel terrible about myself. Well, that hasn't worked for me too well, uh, throughout the, the last, you know, 40 plus years. So I'm trying new ways and they're working. So there we go. Have a great week. We will talk soon. Don't forget to hit subscribe. So you can be reminded of new episodes. This is not intended to be medical advice. This is for gray area drinkers that are wanting to evaluate their relationship with alcohol and cut back or quit altogether. If alcohol isn't ruining your life, but it's certainly not making it any better, you're in the right place.